everyone welcome to the overseas famous podcast season five episode 12 i'm here with travis reed travis former overseas basketball player does a plethora of things now and we're going to get into that because he is uh podcaster tv host book reviewer he's got it all and it's going to be really fun talking talking to him today uh the show brought to you today by loop mogul athlete-led sports metaverse powered by virtual real estate academies games meta shops for brands and fans with in real life rewards travis thank you so much for joining us today telling your story said to have you here oh thank you i appreciate you having me on for people that don't know i i i found kevin i searched him out in the beginning of our uh, friendship, I was like, man, I got to get you on my show, man. Like, you know, we played in the same team just at different times. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it was a pleasure, man. It's awesome. It's 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 great, too, because like you said, we're, I hopped on your podcast. You're hopping on this one. It's just good because I think what we talk about a lot and we were talking about before we hopped on was like the networking and how important that is. Uh, and you know how important post career life is, and and I feel like there's so many networking opportunities between guys who played, especially you know we both played in Estonia for the same team and uh, different times. So we'll get into that, but it's it's a good networking experience. I think a lot of athletes almost walk away and they're like, okay, you know that's that's done. I'm gonna focus, on, and it's and they just try to try to build with like coaching and stuff and it's nice to have the your network grow and be able to still stay in contact with a lot of guys for every reason mental it's just a great way to kind of reconnect so i'm glad you're Mm -hmm. on Mm -hmm. so let's go into uh let's go into let's go into estonia obviously you played at a lot of places let's go into your favorite spot that you played what is your favorite spot and then we'll get more in Estonia if that's not the correct answer. <laughs> right? Well, now, I would say Australia was fun because everybody spoke a form of English, not necessarily English, but a form of English. <laughs> uh, that was a cool spot. Uh, but I would probably say, you know, no offense to my people I lived with in Holland, but, like, I would say Estonia probably was the best place, minus the weather. The weather sucks. <laughs> <laughs> um you know, but like as far as like lifestyle, I was in I was we were in the you know the capital of the country. Uh-huh. Um, you know, nightlife. Uh, you know, everything else. Like I said, it was cool. It was I had a blast. No, Estonia was incredible, and the weather was so true. I have a friend who lives in Chicago, and he'll send me pictures of like a snowstorm. I'm like, motherfucker, you don't have no idea what weather's like. <laughs> like, I lived in Estonia. Like, that's weather that you'd, you're, you know, it's snowing a few times in Chicago, but you'll see the grass occasionally. And I was like, I remember it was like April or May. It was the end of the season. And I was driving and I hit those potholes, you know, because the whole road is like, there's this much ice. And all of a sudden it starts melting. You'll just hit a pothole and it's like, seven eight inches deep and you're like what the hell was that and you're like oh was, that was the road interesting <laughs> agreed man like i remember like you know uh my first year i played there i uh I, it was like negative 15 one day you know we had to go to practice and i came out in a ski mask all you saw was my eyes and my mouth you know, Four pairs of sweats, shoes, and my teammates are like it's not that cold. 
because they're Estonian. They used to. Yeah. Be. I'm from California, man. Negative 15. <laughs> this is torture. <laughs> and it's, so, I just, I, like the, even when go, I remember that was one of those biggest memories that I had when I, when you would walk because you're playing. So when you're playing, like while the arena might be a little core, you're still playing. It's like, it's heated. There's things, you know, you're playing, you're sweating, you're going and you're drenched at the end of practice and you come off and you're like putting all that stuff back on and getting in the car. And it's like such a change. Like you're walking out, you're like, Oh my gosh, I'm cold. And then you get in and the heat is, and like everything's, getting condensation and then that condensation freezes next morning i just remember just like how crazy that was that you're the the switching of temperatures internally of your body at all times Mm -hmm. and then just waking up in the morning you're nice and warm you go out and there's fucking a foot of snow in your car you're just wiping that shit off and you're like this is crazy (laughs) like where how did i end up here but it was definitely a cool place i love the city i loved how the city looked I love the like, the castle aspect. The old it was like you had that modern part, and then you had the old school part. It was just cool. You got like both sides of Europe. So yeah, Estonia definitely was was super cool. Yeah. Nice, super nice. You know, like I thought, yeah, you know, it was it was like I said, it was really really nice. Uh, and you know, the food was good. They had like a you know like a a lot of American spots where you can go. Um, it was, like I said, it was just fun. It, I had I had a blast, and like I said, the nightlife, like I said, was really fun. So the nightlife was good. I do remember that. That was there's crazy stories, and the, I never <laughs> like Australia was cool. Like you kind of had the like you had the girls and they were like chasing. You know, they they like the basketball players, so you'd walk around and they do they'd be fine you at the club and stuff. Estonia people were like it was like aggressive. Like you would walk out and people were like knocking on my door. I'm like, what the hell is going on? I was like, this is crazy. Like, where am I? How did I get like you had those super fans and they just they were like they knew where you lived. They knew because I'm sure we probably lived in the same apartment. Like I guarantee because because there's like there's the high rise that uh, my boy Sharon lived in. And then uh, we lived kind of like over it was like off and there was like a woods a little bit and then there was just an apartment ah, complex. Yeah, 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 so i yeah. i just rolled into one of those that had a fireplace in the middle of the kitchen was small i just remember that and then that was like people knew where i lived because i guess they were probably messing with the dudes who were there before me so they were just like oh okay he's got to be here and like knocking on my door i'm like how is this even possible did you, tra- did you tail me home <laughs> Yeah, I would, I would definitely say that I had a good time. Uh, yeah, probably was. <laughs> uh, probably was, uh, you know, that place. Um, I was not too far from the grocery store. Not too yep, same. The, yep. Yeah, not too far from the grocery store, not too far from, like, the airport. You know, the airport yeah. influence. So, so, yeah, I was probably there. It was probably the same spot, you know. <laughs> a lot of memories there. A lot of memories. Uh-huh, there. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I always think about that. I was thinking about that today, actually how wild it is because they're not switching apartments like when you're overseas you're not like they're not like okay let's rent a different apartment it's like that's their apartment like they know that imports are staying there and they're coming in and like i was thinking today i'm like shit how many times how many people have been in there a how many people have the key to that place that you have no idea about like you're going and resting resting every night and laying your head down and you have no idea who has access to that place and it's something i never thought about because you always were comfortable i was like 
well, if these motherfuckers aren't paying me, which Estonia did, but like other yeah. places, like if they're not paying me and then they're mad at me, like how many people have the key? Like you never know. And it was just one of those things that I never thought about. And I just thought mm-hmm. about that today for the first time. I was like, oh shit, like how many people probably had that key? And yeah. just thinking yeah. about you and like we probably shared that apartment. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can tell you this funny story about my first year. I didn't have a bank account. I set up out there the first year. It took me like some months to set up out there. I basically to the end of the year. So all the money I made, I had in the shoebox. It was given to me cash. <laughs> all the Estonian money I had in the shoebox. And then at the end of the year, I went to I went to uh, the Estonian bank. The big uh-huh. Estonian bank, whatever. Yeah. And then and then I, I changed it all over to dollars, American dollars, and it came back with all the money I made for the whole year in my backpack. Super <laughs> nervous. Uh <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just super nervous getting on the plane and just yeah. I talking about, I was waking up like to the to my backpack, like, you know, okay, okay. <laughs> on the airplane. <laughs> You know, that's, so the next year, that's the first thing I did was get a, like a bank and so I uh-huh. the money, put yep. money in there so I could send it home. Yeah. No, that's it's it's one of those little little tips that I don't think a, a lot of people I think more so now that everything's digital. Most teams just yeah. put in the bank. But those were like the tips that because my brother played overseas before me, he kind of said the same thing, like open up a bank account and get this and get this going, because you really do go over there. And if they're not direct depositing, you, the shit could get haywire. And just thinking about how many people could have been in and out of your place. I remember like the one lady came in and I guess I have no idea if my ass was about to get cut or if they just were planning on like cleaning it anyway. But like a cleaning lady was in my my one spot the one time and I was like, the hell, like what? What what is going on? I walk in. And she's like, I'm, she's not speaking English. I'm not speaking her language, and she just was smiling at me. I was like, I have no idea what's going on, but all my stuff was still there. So I was like, all right, I, I guess this is a, I guess we're good. But it's just those little things that you don't think about. And uh, mm-hmm. like you said, mm-hmm. with that money, you, it's you got to be careful because that's the biggest thing. You work. A lot of people are coming over with cash and just putting in a bag because. I mean, shit. It's like we're in a cash business. Like we're, I feel like sometimes we're like drug dealers. Like we're in a cash yeah. business. We're just huge, <laughs> huge back briefcases full of cash just wandering around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree with you on that. <laughs> Gosh, you know, like that was, yeah, like I said, like having a backpack and, and like I said, just literally having a year's worth of money, you know. So I had a CD player. So I was putting like, 3,000 behind one CD, 2,000 behind one CD, 1,500, <laughs> this, 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 this. And I remember my who the person I was with at the time, I came back and she was like, damn, you don't have a bank account out there? I might have a bank account for the year. So she had to help me count the cash like I was a drug dealer. <laughs> like, we over here cutting the hundreds. Like, uh-huh, <laughs> uh-huh. You got the little machine. It's just like ripping yeah, like I wish she had like a little. Yeah, she was like, "Who's we doing it by hand?" So I also made it really funny. You know what I'm saying? That so. it really is. It's and it is a while just how far we've come. Uh, you know, in the overseas world and how mm-hmm. we're like things are being modernized. And I think you know, at the, the there's global banks. It's crazy because I th- always think about like the cell phone was a wild thing. That like we got there and we just went and got a cell phone and like put a SIM card in it and they we were just able to call people here. But then we were 
I had like Skype and your contact and through that. But like now guys just bring their cell phone and it's like, all right, we're cool. Like every, you can kind of use your own stuff. There's no, I, you're, you're speaking my language with the CDs. Like you're carrying these CD players and CD, you know, holders and DVD holders. And I'm like, man, like what the hell? Like these guys just have like a phone and like all your shit is on the phone. There's the movies, the music I'm sitting Mm -hmm. there. It's, Mm -hmm. it's like, it's crazy. Like how lightly you can travel nowadays. And I guess like people dress up more now, like there's more shit. I just wore like the same shit every day. Like that's how I rolled overseas. I was like, not really dressing up much. No, it was, I mean, I was going to probably sweats, sweats and sweatshirt literally every day you know <laughs> like every day like only time i would even wear anything would be like obviously if i'm going out but like yeah for the most part it was just sweats and sweatshirt and sometimes it was whatever the team was giving or whatever exactly so yeah you never you had that rotation <laughs> yeah you had the yeah. rotation of like the out the going out clothes that you would just rock i remember just being there and being in a foreign country and just being like i want to wear jeans like i want to dress up like I've been wearing sweats for the past like two and a half months. Like I need to dress up. I need to get something going because I feel like I'm just this is bullshit. Like I'm just walking around in sweats the whole time. Like I feel like a slob. I'm like, I need to start dressing up. Dress up to go to the grocery store. People are like, okay. Use one of my like six outfits. Trust me, I hear you, man. I hear you on that. You know. I was uh, yeah, it was the same. Like you feel like a certain way, but you know, I was like, whatever. You know, because <laughs> I've been going here, so whatever, you know. So your career, obviously, you were extremely successful, great basketball player. Uh, when that time came, now you've you've opened up your whole career into, you know, podcasting and, and media and, and TV. And how did how was your transition from when you were playing into kind of that that afterlife that we call it how was that because you're i look at you know the the athlete's journey you're doing other podcasts like you are constantly in the media and it's it's great because you have such a knack for it but was that something you always wanted to do is that something you were kind of working towards or is that something that you were just like you know i think i could be good at this well you know like we rewind to the first question of like you know how was that transition after ball it was extremely hard you know extremely hard i talk about it you know, uh, I tell people all the time, like, you know, you know better than anybody uh, about their life, uh, I would say. And, you know, I think you probably discussed it before, but I'd say being an overseas basketball player, basically, is our, we have the worst contracts in all the professional sports because essentially we're just on one-year deals every single year. And sometimes what happens is, uh, you you could be on three month deal, you know. They can cut you in December or something like that. And you say and they say you have a guaranteed contract, and uh, they can say, okay, well, you can fight us in court, but you know, you, you know, good luck with that. And, you know what I'm saying? So uh, they they kind of hold the cards in a way, you know. And so for me, after I retired, uh. It was just a struggle because I had I had no idea what I wanted to do. You know, like I was I've been playing basketball since I was basically four or five years old, and I retired when I was thirty three. So twenty eight, twenty nine years of playing you know sports, and all of a sudden, okay, now go do something else. You know, and at that time, I had a you know three year old son, 
and I just didn't know what I wanted to do. I just didn't know who I was besides this professional basketball player. So uh, it was just a struggle. Um, now, how I got into social media was like a friend of mine who I, I grew up with played basketball. We went to college together, uh, played overseas together, actually, Billy Knight. Uh, he played 16 years in, the, in, in overseas. Mm-hmm. And he was basically like, you know, like he he didn't make the transition. Like for me, I had low points, very low points. Uh, I turned to, you know, alcohol and substance abuse things. And so I, I got lost in that, you know, where he just he didn't make that transition. Well, like he was trying to figure out, well, I don't want to coach. Do I want to train. I don't know what I want to do. And so like he was struggling so much uh, that he committed suicide you know because mm-hmm. he just he just he couldn't take it anymore um and so after him that's when i said okay his story needs to be told my story needs to be told because everybody just focuses on the nba you know like nba players nba stories whatever or just in athletes in general like where overseas guys like you and me our stories are never really told in the right way and that's the reason one of the reasons why i did it Plus, my son asked me, he was like, Dad, you know, how was your overseas career? And I said, son, that's a long and complicated answer. And that's what I, I, started, I, I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to do a podcast, you know, uh-huh. tell my story. And and that's how we basically started, you know, because of Billy, you know, my boy Billy passing. And then my son mm-hmm. asked me this question. And so, like, it's just grown from that, you know, like, I did a podcast. My first official podcast was Travel Street of Basketball Life. And then I just talked about basically my 10 years of overseas basketball, like the ups and downs, the money, the, you know, the, the all the yings and yangs, you know, that only few of us know. And people was like, man, I want to tell my story. And then that turned into an athlete's journey. Uh, and, you know, I was in, you know, so on and so forth for the other shows. But yeah, that's how the whole thing started. You, it, it is incredible. Just the, the, you hit on it well with the the mental side and like how how difficult that journey is and you said the word like just i you didn't know who you were and that was something that i can completely relate to because you're 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 who you are as a basketball player and that's what you know and now you have to completely take whatever you know 30 something years of your life and just be like all right throw that out because that's no longer what you are (laughs) what are you now and trying to explain that to young basketball players that like you need to be giving your all now but you have to kind of look at what you're going to be because that's it's like the short term versus the long term and i always tell guys like you it's it's the long term investment like you're a long term investment and and if you think on the short term that transition is going to be really tough because you're not going to be able to move on you're not uh i would say this i thought i was going to play more you know to mm-hmm. be honest i had just came off a good season in australia my team went to the championship even though we lost you know i was like first team all league or whatever you know i averaged 2010 my last season and the the team's offers wasn't like it was the money wasn't wasn't good you know like mm-hmm. it was like offers that i was like man i, I could just stay home and try to make this you know yeah yeah you know and that's after like at my peak when i was in estonia i was making my peak money you know 
you know, making like eighteen, nineteen thousand dollars a month. And like mm-hmm. I can't go all the way down to three, four, five thousand. I'm like, dude, you know, four thousand. I'm like, dude, I can't do this no more. <laughs> I can't. I can't just say I'm gonna take this money because I had a son then. I didn't yeah. have a son in the family. I had a son then. So, you know, like it was it was just a tough transition. And I'm like, you know, just you know, like I, I try, I, I try to figure out, okay, maybe one more year, just, but just the money just wasn't, I couldn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> I just couldn't, you know, and I meant to, I meant to, you, you said something, uh, you made a clip and you were a hundred percent right on it. I wanted to comment and say you were a hundred percent right that when you're overseas, people thinking you're making NBA money. That's so, crazy. Yeah, they think you make NBA money. They'd be like thinking like you making LeBron Kobe money. And I'm like, dude, yeah, I make a hundred thousand. Let's just uh-huh. throw that a hundred thousand. Yeah, dude, that's nowhere near fifty million. <laughs> like, shoot, but your family is like, man, you making a hundred thousand? You know, uh-huh. I'm like, man, that goes that goes fast. You know, yeah, don't last forever. No, so you have to have a backup plan. You know, because it, if that money goes real fast. It's sometimes you it's, it's yourself trying to keep up with your, the Joneses. I had a lot of NBA guys, uh-huh. my friends. So I'd be like, they would get a bottle. I might get a bottle. Uh-huh. Now, I wouldn't get eight bottles like them. <laughs> I would maybe get one, but still, you know. Um, so you just think that this money train is going to keep coming. But, it, you know, like I said, it just abruptly stops. No, I mean, even like the guys I grew up with, it's, it's crazy because you kind of go into that situation where – they're like, you're playing pro basketball. So we go out to eat or go, you know, go go to the bar and, you know, the bill comes. All these motherfuckers are just like looking away. I'm like, like, <laughs> what, what, I don't think you think, I don't think you understand what I'm, 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 we're, I'm, I'm doing well. Like, the, let's not, like, I'm doing well. I'm doing well on a yearly basis. And like you stated, like those overseas contracts are year to year. And like, it's not like, Hey, I'm making this much money. I'm making 100, 150 for the rest of my life, and it's only going to go up. It's like, no, that shit's just going to go down. Like you're you're on the other end. Like you you could be making you grinded to make that money, but then as you start declining, your body it's like the money starts dropping, and then it's like guys just think that you are set for life, and it's really not true. It's like you really have to. I don't care what you're making, and it's tough because we are we're trying to keep up. And we're trying to be like, you know, we're a pro basketball player. And like, I'm going to live that pro basketball player life. Then like those statements start coming. You're like, all right, shit, I got to cut. <laughs> like, I don't know where I'm playing next year. I have no idea what's coming. Like, I need, I need to oh. cut back. No, you spend you spend money for the summer, right? You'd be like, yeah, I'm a pro. I got, you know, let's yeah. just say 75000 in the bank or whatever. And then when this, like, when you get to like uh, August and you're like down to 45, like, okay. <laughs> You calling your agent like, hey, I need another gig, man. You know, I spent thirty thousand this summer, you know. <laughs> and he like, you because know, you know how it is with agents when they have a job for you, your phone gets blown up. They, oh yeah, they call you four or five times a day. When they don't uh-huh. have any job, it's like crickets. You can't even get them. Like you can't even get nothing. A dial tone, an email request, you know, nothing. So you can just be like, uh, yeah, man, I'm I'm down to thirty eight thousand. You know what I'm saying? I need, you know, I need this job. Come on, man, get this re up. Yeah, hurry up and get me a job. And then sometimes <laughs> you even lowball yourself because you figure like, well, I don't want to risk mm-hmm. not making. You know what I'm saying? Not making this money. I need this money. You know, it's yeah. when the summer the money just goes out, 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 out. You know, there's yeah. nothing coming in. So, yeah, 
I know how you feel when it comes to that. And like you said, like the older you get, the, the money declines. It don't increase. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then once you know? once the that kind of go like once you retire, that's like when I'm just like, okay, um, I'm retired. And I thought I was in the same boat. I was like offered this, these jobs and I hurt my knee and I'm like, all right. You know, I'm I, I think I'm gonna take this just because I need I you know I I'm gonna keep playing and I need to reprove myself. And you kind of take those those you know like consider those low ball offers and then you're kind of like sitting there and you're gonna you know what I could probably make that home like doing something and I don't have to go and I don't have to travel and it's just the mindset is so wild because as the money starts dwindling and you're at the end of the career, that's when it's like, I, I, I can, uh, you know, you've, you've, it's kind of like, not that you've had enough of basketball, but you had enough of the game of like the game, like the bullshit. And you're kind of like, all right, I, I feel like this is where I'm headed. This is where I'm going. I think I could do this here. I think I'm just going to stop. And you don't really know, like there's everyone always says retirement, like it's like we're Tom Brady and we're announcing it on Instagram or whatever. It's not like that. Like we just are sitting there, like, okay, let's go through the summer and see if any calls. And then they, there's there's like, okay, you're offered you know five grand or four grand a month, and you're like, damn, like I don't feel like going back over to some shithole for that much. Money. And it just <laughs> then you just kind of at some point you reach that breaking point. And you're like, you know what? I'm retired. <laughs> like I'm fucking done. Yeah, like this. Like I always say with European basketball players, there's no like uh, like medical insurance for life. You know, yeah. like you make what you make. Like you say, you make it like eighty five thousand. You really make seventy thousand, seventy five thousand because they take the taxes out or whatever, and that's all you make. You don't. There's no nothing. You know, like yeah. there's no in summer. It's just this is what you make. Whatever you do, what you whatever you do, whatever, and then okay, see you, goodbye. No send off, no nothing. You know, like it is what it is. And so, like when you're at the end and you're like, you know, you want to say go back to your old team. Like, hey, you know, maybe you can hook me up, give me a good deal. Nope, we're on to the next young guy. <laughs> you know, he he has to carry us. You don't, you know, unless you get a passport. Uh, you know, your career is gone just in the blink of an eye. You know, mm-hmm. you know, and- so. I always think about. You know, oh, go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say plus. I'm sorry for cutting you off. No, no, no. Plus, like what you said, like with your knee hurting. Like I had two stress fractures in my shins, so I was popping a leave like Skittles. You know, <laughs> the play. Like I would say, you know, like in the beginning, I was. They gave me some medicine. It was really strong, so my legs felt great. Right. Yeah. So that medicine, when I left that team, that medicine ran out. Obviously, <laughs> so I'm like figuring out what pain pills I could take. You know, the pop in my legs, so yeah, you know, my legs won't be like hurting. Especially uh-huh. the hell. You know what I'm saying? So I needed something to warm my body up. So I was <laughs> taking a lot of deep heat. I was bathing in deep heat before practice, before uh-huh. games, and popping the leave, like, all right, for practice I gotta take four. The games I gotta take eight, you know? Yeah. I remember you know, the tra- <laughs> the trainer for Estonia, like the younger guy, he was like my back was hurting so bad. So I used to go and he used to stretch me out, like my back out, like every day after practice, before practice, after games, before games. And like the one day he's like, why does your back hurt so much? I was like, it's like negative 10 degrees outside. Like, what do you mean? Why does my back hurt? I'm like, it's so cold here. Like, Everything yes, hurts. Exactly. <laughs> dude, that, that's exactly. I was like, dude, 
It was so cold. That's why I was like, fuck, when the, the, the other Americans that would come here, like the Estonian play, there's only a couple of them that played. Like the ones who were used to the climate, they would play well. But the state Americans from like Spain or like other places, they would play <laughs> terrible. Because they felt like they was stiff as a stiff as uh-huh. a board out there, you know? So it was always funny to me, you know, like uh I was like, dude, you know, like it's it sucks, it's cold, I'm popping pills, like it's like you know, like it's Skittles, man. And like just like man, and my dad was like, Sunday, this can't be good for your liver. You no. can't be taking <laughs> leave, can't leave <laughs> you know, to get just get yourself going, it can't be good. No, a hundred percent not. It, but it's it's what you do. And you're right. Like, there's just, it's just different over there. Like, you just, you, you got to do what you got to do to survive. Because if you don't, like, someone's going to, they'll just find someone else who will do it. And you're just like, all right, you know, it's, it's like, I feel like it's a very high school like atmosphere because in high school, it's like you're trying to get to that next level. So you're trying to, to go and, and continue. And like, am I going to get a scholarship? So, high school, you're just playing through injuries and whatever. And then, the same thing overseas like the nba like there's no rest days like there's no load management it's like can you imagine walking to your coach and be like hey i'm gonna just take this one off i'm a little tired be like all right here's a plane ticket dude i remember i had just came off the surgery and we were playing like the weakest team in the league and i was like yeah coach you know my leg kind of sore you know from you know this and that i'm gonna just take he's like why Coach, this team has a they're, they're rookies. We're gonna win anyway. What, what? Just play them, right? <laughs> you have the best domestic players in the country. Play them. Let them play. Yeah, like you, you know what I'm saying? Like I don't. They're like they were like one in eighteen or whatever in that league. Yeah, I had just played in the ULIP Cup like on Tuesday. We had a game Wednesday. He was like, you can't play. You know, like he was mad that I even uh, even thought about it. And I was like, I'm not playing, dude. Like my leg hurts. I'm uh-huh. I'm taking it. You know, like, but uh-huh. he was so offended that, you know what I'm saying? Like, I would have the audacity to say, like, you can't play. He said, like, you can play one half. Nah, man, I'm not playing the game, dude. <laughs> what no. no, we're not compromising. It's right? not compromising. Like, no, I'm not, no, not, not, I'm not putting my uniform on. Like, I'm I'm wearing jeans. Yeah, right? I have sandals on. I didn't bring my shoes. <laughs> <laughs> it's not uh, happening today, coach. Just to let yeah. you know, you know. But, that, you know, I felt like that's how it was in Europe. Like, when we was in Estonia, you know about it. We was in the 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 the, the Baltic League, the yep. Estonian League, playing in – we played in the FIBA Cup my first year, and the next year we played in the Europe Cup. Yep. So we was having three, four games a week, every week, you know. Yeah. Like, we had an NBA schedule. It's – yeah, it's and th- that's what people don't understand. They're like, oh, well, because there's so many misconceptions and it's like, oh, well, you guys played once a week. I was like, no, it's like when you're good, you play multiple times a week. And guess what? I wanted to play multiple times a week because I don't want to in practice like like a week <laughs> yeah. of practice was worse than multiple. I'd be like, no, I'd rather play was, the game. Dude, <laughs> dude, it was like practice, especially my coach. He was a Serbian coach. So he was like, practice twice a day hard you know all you know like i was like you know whatever dude i i I would just just cruise just enough to get through practice you know like okay uh and then in the games turn up you know yeah but like Uh i would like i would catch it in the post pass it out to the estonian dude he would look for me to score like in the game i'm like nope that's out (laughs) let's work on you today 
Yeah. I'm look on you. I'm going to be <laughs> passing. I am not looking to shoot. So it was always like, you know, uh, I, that's how I felt about Estonia. It was just like a lot of games, hard, a lot of nights, cold nights. Uh, I loved it, don't get me wrong, but like you said, like it's it's hard to play the overseas basketball. It's really hard. It is. And the cold, We I think the topic is the cold, but the cold is like the winter people get more depressed because you're not outside you're not like interacting with people it's like you're you're going to your job you're coming home you're maybe going to eat but like there's not as much just like friendly interaction with strangers and that cold does play a part because it was it's like it's cold it's dark you're by yourself it's just it's like this sucks like there's times when you're just kind of like this is this yeah. You know, like, no. what am I doing right now? Like, your friends yeah, are like, yeah. oh, I'm getting married. I'm like, cool. I'm fucking shoveling snow off the hood of my car today. It's fun. <laughs> so sometimes I would be looking like it'd be, I'd be looking out the window and it'd be like, I don't know what color, it'd be like blizzard outside and the blizzard's just going. And you're just like, dude, what am I doing here? Dude? What am I doing here? <laughs> I saw, I can't, I can never just come back to the States and maybe, maybe play the NBA or something. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this. This sucks. You need to be sitting there. It'd be like eight o'clock at night. And you just be like, dude, I I don't know. I, I think I'm just go to bed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then you're like, who's gonna find me out here? Like what scout is gonna find me out here? I'm like exactly. out in the middle of nowhere. Exactly. Like in the middle of just nowhere. Just yeah, yeah. That's exactly <laughs> how I felt like. Ugh. Well, listen, this is I, I feel like that we need a part two because we're we talk like, OK, keep it at this time. But I'm like, this is these are my favorite conversations because we know each other, too. And so it's not like an introduction. But then <laughs> I feel like we we've gone on such a similar path that that our that our stories, it's just a good reminiscing. And it's a good way when people listen to kind of hear about overseas basketball. But at the same time to kind of just share our stories and just have fun. Like you were talking, this is the reason why we do this. This is just for fun. And like, you know, we want to get, get the stories out there. We want to get people's stuff out there and just know that there's a whole entire world of professional sports that exists, like not on your TV, but you know, people are playing it right now and it's awesome. No, I, I agree with you hundred percent. Um, I think that, uh, I, I haven't, I haven't really been looking, I haven't looked at your basket in a while now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I used to look at it even after I, when I first retired, you know, or when I was first trying to get a job, I was looking like, you know, what's going on here? Yeah. here and, you know, but now, you know, I don't even, I haven't even been on it in years. Um, but you're 100% right. I think our story, we can talk about this for hours easy, you know, like, 100%. Um, you know what I'm saying? Because like, when you, when you have, when you play overseas, it's like a brotherhood bond that you, under, like only you understand. Like, you know, we, we understand about the cold in Estonia. We understand about playing, you know, taking a nine-hour bus ride to Lithuania. You know, you play at 2 o'clock. Who plays at 2 o'clock? You know, the next day, you know what I'm saying? And then you on, on the bus, nine hours, you get back at 2 in the morning, and you're like, uh, maybe it's going to the club, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Who's doing anything? I have no idea how to contact you, but whatever. Let's see what's happening. Yeah, exactly. Uh, let's you know, hey, it's it's Saturday night or whatever. It's two o'clock in the morning. Let's let's, yeah. let's go to the club. You know, someone's people are out there. Let's go find it. Let's go find yeah, the party. Let's go find it. And so, like, it was always you know those bus rides. I, I hate. That was the only thing I I did hate was like going to Lafayette, Lithuania, 
Mm-hmm. Lithuania wasn't that bad. I mean, Latvia wasn't that bad, but going to Lithuania was like, oh uh, yeah, those are just like the worst. You know, that was uh, the worst. Yeah, and you're so you're, like, you're right. Like the afternoon games, like we always would play. It wasn't like it was like four o'clock. You're like, what the f- four <laughs> o'clock? Who plays at four o'clock? <laughs> You know, I, like like, dude, parents... I, can't my, I can't get my nap. I can't get my, you know, like I can't get my regular routine of a game. I'm like, yeah. My parents would wake up and be like, did you play? I'd be like, yeah. Like, did you win? And be like, yeah. <laughs> We're on the bus. It's like, oh, okay. They were fucking sleeping. Yeah, so it's like, like, who plays so early? Yeah, like who plays at four? And it was like, you know, we would play at four. We would stop at McDonald's or whatever on the way back. Yeah. And it's like <laughs> nine hour just through, through the country where you don't see nothing. Nothing but just like fields and fields of nothing, and so you just you try to sleep some, and you know like I don't know. It was just I don't out of those kind of things I didn't like, but like overall I just I love the experience of the overseas life, um, you know, and uh, yeah, like I said, I you know like I think that you know I enjoy talking to you about it because mm-hmm. like I said, you 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 did the same things that I I did so. Um, but yeah, like our stories, I feel like needs to be told just because like, uh, you know, the, those are the stories that you necessarily don't hear about. I mean, everybody is not, you know, talented enough to write a book like you. <laughs> your book. It's fire, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> um, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, I think that like people, like I said, those stories just need to be told and get out. A hundred percent. No, I I totally agree. I just last thing when I'm thinking about the the bus rides, I remember going to Estonia and like coming back, and like even on the away games, I it was like a gas station or like a rest stop, but they had like home cooked meals, like it there was it was just like a cafeteria worker scooping, and you're just kind of like, what, like is there like where am I? Why 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 are you sitting here on the side of the road cooking? Like this is so weird to me. But it's just that was their style, and I was like, all right, cool. I mean, no, no, it was good. always like that. We were for us, the Americans, the other Americans, like we ain't stopping. Like we didn't do none of those. Like the Estonians, <laughs> they wanted to do that. They wanted to go to, like some stuff. Like most of, like the other Americans, like nah, yeah, McDonald's, yeah, we're not going here. We're not going here. We're not. Uh, I was in Estonia. I was actually in Finland. It was preseason, and we ate at one of those places. You know, like those, like like where they, you know, scoop and stuff. Yeah. I got food poisoning, you know, in the middle of the tournament, so I couldn't play the last, last couple of games. And after that, I was like, "Man, never again." I'm just going to eat McDonald's, like with this. Uh-huh. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done exploring. We're good. I'm done exploring. Like, you yeah. know, let me try it. You know, I've been. You know, like, nope. Just be done. We're done. We're done. Mm-hmm. Well, Travis, mm-hmm. thank thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, you know, we appreciate what you're doing. Uh, with all the stuff you're doing, it's it's appreciated, and we just we love the community that that is being grown for overseas athletes, and uh, we're very excited to be a part of it and and to be collaborating and, and working with you know fine people like you. So I really appreciate you coming on, telling your story is a lot of fun. Oh, like I said, I appreciate it, Kevin. Man, thank you for having me on. We can do it anytime, man. Uh, whenever you want me to come back on, I definitely you know hop on anytime. Sounds good. Well, thank you so much. This has been the Overseas Famous Podcast. See you guys next week.